Hello, everybody. It's me, Wolfgang. And, and it's me, Daddy. Well, I uh, have uh, no episode of this podcast called Hello, I'm listening. <laughs> Any new listeners are probably turning it off already. <laughs> like, is he, does he, does he have a stroke or? Like, I'm not going to listen to these people talk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> Mrs. Butterscotch is no longer welcome. <laughs> oh, hello, my dear. She's dears. no longer welcome. I'm so happy to be a hey, new co-host. you realize that this episode might actually draw in some new people? And <laughs> Mrs. Butterscotch is going to drive them away. She's an icon, Danielle. She's, she's going to drive them away. She's the most beloved <laughs> character of this show. Said no one. Danielle, <laughs> I've got multiple... <laughs> emails and like physical mails from people physical mails like letters <laughs> letters <laughs> saying that mrs butterscotch mrs. is butterscotch the... <laughs> fan mail <laughs> no mrs butterscotch is uh done for now Goodness. <laughs> um i just want to let you people know if you want to support us you can do that on our patreon we have a patreon and there are two tiers and if you want to hear more mrs butterscotch <laughs> then don't get it go to our <laughs> patreon. no uh but we yeah we would really appreciate and if you're new here welcome we uh, welcome. hope you are entertained a little bit at least and um yeah uh, uh yeah i don't want to do more of that, of that stuff now because you know Great. let's get into the episode i think it's going to be a longer one um and as you can see from the title we're talking about the movie phenomenon barbenheimer 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 now playing in your local theater <laughs> um so we watched barbie and then we watched oppenheimer we did not do that on one day we did not do it um consecutively like one after the other but yeah um, so since Barbenheimer, Barbie, Barbie, Barben is the first Barben. Let's talk about Barben. And then Heimer. Um, so we, talk, we thought we'd talk about Barbie first and then Oppenheimer. Yes. Um, yeah. Let's talk about Barbie. Barbie! So I have to say, I'm, I, I'm obsessed with this movie, first of all. But going into it, I think they did such a good job with the trailer because... There is such an important message in the movie, which we'll get into, but they did not at all in the, at least the original trailer. I don't know how many, I haven't seen all the trailers for it, but the original like teaser trailer for it, there was no giveaway to that. It was I mean, purely, look, it's Barbie. It's a funny uh, comedy of mm. Barbie in the real world. And there was no real indication, which I liked. There was no real indication of the kind of message that they were trying to get across in the movie. I disagree. There was one. Okay. But if there was, it was small. It wasn't like... It was a Greta Gerwig yeah. director. Yeah. It was a giveaway. But it, I feel like that made so many more people go see it because if that would have yeah, been sure. a central theme in the trailer, sure, a lot sure, of sure. people would not have gone to see yeah, it. Yeah. A lot of people. Yeah. yeah. Hashtag men. And <laughs> hashtag toxic man, <laughs> toxic. And I think it, it's such an important movie. Yeah, no, it is for people to see. It is. Um, so Greta Gerwig is amazing. the writer and the director of that movie. And I mean, she did Little Women, uh, 
2019. Lady Bird was amazing, amazing moving, 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 moving. Um, and uh, yeah, she co-wrote it actually uh, with um, Noah Baumbach, which is uh, an amazing director and also writer. Um, known from movies like uh, White Noise on Netflix, Marriage Story also, I think, Netflix, yeah. um, The Squid and the Whale, and other movies. Um, and I think co-writing a movie like that with a male perspective um, worked pretty well, I think. Yeah. And also Noah Baumbach is very subtle in his comedy. Um, and I think it was a great combination of those two writing Absolutely. that movie. And yeah, I agree that movie um, blew me away as well. Um, because yeah, I don't, the thing is, I don't want to talk about the plot of the movie. That's Why not? A, I mean, I don't want to people spoil are, anything. Yeah, people who are listening to this have probably seen it. Yeah, I mean, we can give it a little. I mean, essentially, it's about Barbie and Otherwise, she, we don't talk very long. Something is happening with her in her Barbie land. And um, she has to go on a quest to the real world to find out why the person who is playing with her is sad because the person is transferring her emotions into the doll yeah. and therefore into Barbie. Yeah. Exactly. That's that's essentially the plot. But I have to say like you but said... But also not really. I mean, not really. But <laughs> I have to say the, 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 the fact that Greta Gerwig directed the movie and the fact that um, it's a Barbie movie. Um, sure, it's a fucking movie about feminism. I mean, of if you is. go into that movie and think it's not, then you're, I'm sorry, you're stupid. Because, or not well, stupid, naive. I would say naive. But you also have to give some people the credit that you as a film buff and somebody who like knows directors, you can, someone can say a director and you can say, oh, they did this movie, this movie, this movie, that movie. Sure. Not everybody's like that. But I think... So the, it's also, you kind of have to give people that. Sure, sure, sure. To, no, sure. But you don't know who Greta... Gerwig is. But if you just take it from a female director, almost a female cast, like there mm -hmm. are a few male people on it, and it's a female-driven story. Yeah. I mean, sure, it's about feminism. It's I mean, great. Uh, <laughs> and, and the fact that they managed to transport it in the trailer where it didn't really shine through yeah. as much is amazing yeah. because... Therefore, so many more people went to the cinema, and I hope that so many more people saw that amazing movie and liked yeah. it as well, because yeah. it's a it's a very very good and I think also important movie. But the the thing that I loved so much about it is that I mean I loved everything about it, but it, sure it's a, a very feminist driven movie, but and like story and plot and all of that, but it's done in such a way that I feel like is so tactful and so yeah. Um, it's not as in your face as it could be. You know, it could be. I mean, it's in your face. It it's very your face. obvious yeah. that that's what it is, but yeah. it's not like so pushy towards it. It's just fact-based. It's yeah. just this from a woman's perspective. Yeah. This is how the fucking world works. Yeah. And you see it from both sides. I mean, when Ken is in the real world, you see how he realizes, oh, in yeah. this world, yeah. Yeah. men rule everything. Yeah. And he kind of likes that and tries to bring it back to Barbie land yeah. and... It's this whole, it's a really, really interesting take on it. And it's so real. It's so real to the point where, I mean, I, the, the thing that stands out to be the most in that movie was America Ferreira's monologue. Yeah. About, yeah. I don't know, an hour in maybe. Yeah. Something like that. Holy moly. Yeah. 
that moment, I cried and I nearly started cheering when she was done. I, I w- it was the most powerful speech I think I've ever heard in mm. terms of just like, this is what it is to be a woman in, yeah, yeah. in this time. And it's fucking incredible. The the movie also does a very good job of being self-aware. There are so many jokes and so many mm-hmm. moments where the movie knows that it's a movie and yeah. the movie also knows that the things that they show are not necessarily uh, super serious, what, which I really liked um, because that made the movie way more yeah. uh, way more real in terms of the message and in terms of what it wanted to say. And you also could see that the director, writer of the movie um really really burns for it mm-hmm. you could totally feel it all the way through and yeah. i really really like that it's it's funny because it's a very i mean it's a studio movie and it's funny that that movie got made like that mm. um especially in in the culture where still men basically rule the world everywhere um and and it's very refreshing to see a movie like that yeah um Sure, there are not that many, not that many um, male uh, actors or male characters in it, mm-hmm. but those who are in it are still fun, and I think uh, that movie has everything for everybody. There's ev- there's something for everybody in there, yeah. and what I also really liked was the musical numbers. I mean, yeah, Ryan I mean, there Gosling. weren't so many, so it wasn't like it was too, not a musical. too musically. No, it was not. But, but it there were fit some for Barbie. I mean, yeah. it, there definitely needed to be something in there. The was, Ken song, so um, Ryan Gosling singing. I mean, Ryan Gosling in general was amazing as Ken. She I mean, was he was fantastic. a he was kind of a side character. He had his own arc, he had yeah. his own story, but he was still a side character. And oh man, he was so fucking good. And also, uh, what's his name? Will Ferrell? No, no, not Will. I mean him <laughs> as well. But but the the one the one Ken. It's not Ken. Uh, the one other doll, male doll. Alan. Alan. <laughs> but what is the actor's name? Uh, Michael Sarah. Michael Sarah. Oh man. And the the fun thing about it is that you know as you're watching it, they're they're introducing all these different Barbies and Kens and different like um, friends of Barbie and yeah. Ken, and they all actually existed as dolls. Yeah, sure. And it's so funny because some of them are just so outrageously weird. Yeah. yeah. And it's fantastic. It's so funny. Yeah, they they. It's funny that I mean, obviously Mattel wanted to showcase their 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 products a little bit Mm -hmm. and so but it was funny because there were a lot of cool cameos um from different barbies and kens and yeah it was a definitely a a worth while especially if you're a barbie fan like in general if you had like the dolls if you knew a little bit about the world and everything and also um kate mckinnon okay her character character, oh my (laughs) yeah yeah, that was amazing Oh, fantastic! Weird Barbie. Weird Barbie, yeah. The so so funny. The I uh, just wanted to say that the in the first um, weekend, um, the movie Barbie grossed grossed one hundred fifty five million dollars. So domestically, just on on U.S. soil uh, alone, which is a record for a woman um, directing movie. And it earned almost five hundred, almost five hundred million, almost. I think at this point it did already, but it's crazy how how Barbie just skyrocketed, yeah. and it left Oppenheimer in its dust. 
Uh, so crazy. Compared to it had, Oppenheimer is like half of that, um, which is still an amazing sum. But but um, yeah, Barbie. And I get it. Oppenheimer is R-rated. Oppenheimer is not like a movie that kids could technically watch. And Barbie is, I think it's peachy something or I don't know. It's at least um, for younger generations as well. So uh, it kind of made sense that um, it makes more. Sure. I just wanted to read <laughs> because I find it hilarious because as soon as soon as like you understood what the theme this the men, the, the central theme oh, was yeah, of the yeah, movie. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I yeah, yeah. I was like so excited yeah, for yeah. the one star reviews from yeah, Angry yeah. Men. <laughs> yeah, yes please. <laughs> yes please. Um some of them are just really good. I haven't really picked any out specifically, but I'm just gonna pick a random one. <laughs> One out of ten. Life in plastic. It's not fantastic. Very clever. Wow. Very clever. Wait, there's too much. There's too much. Toxic messaging aside, there isn't much noteworthy about the film apart from the impressive production design, which brings the pink world of Barbie to life and turns the dolls popular. Accessories into full-size yeah, functioning objects. That. That's nice. <laughs> mm. He said everyone is basically forgettable in the movie. <laughs> sure <laughs> okay that's not a good example wait yeah the 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 that that's the weird i mean i get the the that's why the marketing was so um broad um to eject like a lot of people and so obviously people who are like especially male toxic male people or the toxic masculine people are um yeah sure they're offended when seeing that movie <laughs> I'm a good one. Yeah. One out of 10, don't believe the hype. <laughs> one of the worst movies I've seen in a while, period. But since this period. site requires more than just that sentence, I, <laughs> I shall go into further detail to save you some money. One, there is no plot line. And if there was one, it got lost in the garbage heap this movie is. There is no logic or reason behind anything. Which then he clearly missed it. Mm -hmm. Two, moral of the story from what I gathered. Men make the world a horrible place. And if I had a shot every time I heard the word patriarchy muttered throughout this movie, <laughs> I would be able to fall asleep. Three, I can almost, I can almost seen mm, the embarrassment behind Ryan Gosling's eyes for playing the role of Ken, because that is what it was. It is an embarrassment. Between acting like an idiot oh, and then some no. random dance numbers, it made me wonder what kind of drug he was on to agree to this. <laughs> oh boy that's exactly what i'm saying uh, oh, that's funny. yeah uh the a lot of people call it preachy a lot of people call it um another um woke example for for feminism and stuff like that and i say in all sincerity and sincerity, sincerity go fuck yourself with that opinion <laughs> no i'm serious yeah, I agree. simply because there are not that many movies that do that and right. especially b big movies like that right and imagine just um your th the message is sure the message is essentially and it's a comedy so they over exaggerate ma man rule the world yeah uh, and a lot of people say oh yeah man destroy the world and blah blah no it's not the message man rule the world that's the message but that's simply it's the message. also fact and that's a fact, right? <laughs> and just imagine your little girl, like your daughter, your little daughter watching that movie and seeing that, oh, I have a shot. I can't be anything. Also, how many movies is the cast, the, like the majority of the cast women? 
I mean, how women talking cool is that? Women talking. Yeah. It's not a great <laughs> so oh, no, example. It's not Greta Gerwig. No, it's, it's not Greta uh, Gerwig. But um, I think those movies are important and there are not that many. And if you're yeah. super easily offended because your your toxic masculinity or your pride, and I'm doing that on the, on the quotes, your pride is hurt by a movie, like by a movie, by a fucking movie. Mm-hmm then maybe you should rethink your uh, priorities. Exactly. Because if you're feeling offended by that movie, right. then that says more about you than it does right. the movie. It, the movie has nothing to do about that. It's a, it's about your views upon the world. And uh, uh, yeah, let's not go into that. Um, uh, what, what I was just going to add is that something I also found really refreshing about it is that, you know, Barbie was... When I was a kid, obviously, I, I loved Barbies. I had so many Barbies. I had, like, Dreamhouse. I had... I loved it. I could play with Barbies all day long. Yeah. And I was also the kid who cut their hair and expected it to grow back, and it didn't, so I had weird Barbie. Um, But... Everybody did. Yeah. But, you know, there's also the other side of Barbie, because, you know, there's the one side of Barbie where Barbie can be anything. That was, like, their whole thing. And they came out with all these Barbies who have all these different jobs. And it was super exciting as a little girl to see, oh, this doll as a woman has so many jobs. She's a construction worker. You know, all these jobs that are like, quote, men jobs. Yeah, yeah. And it, as a kid, I think that has a really big effect on you, even when you don't realize it in that moment. But Barbie also created this ideal of you know this really unattainable ideal of what a woman is in terms of how she looks because her proportions were obnoxious and they talked about that too in the movie but that's what i was going to say i think it's so cool that they addressed that yeah and they brought up that as such a big point in the movie like the barbie made people feel really good but it also made people feel really shitty yeah and I, I love that they addressed that and didn't just make Barbie like, ooh, Barbie, you know, like they did a really, it was just really And also cool. in the in the, in the the Barbie world itself, there were actors who were bigger. Um, and uh, I pointed it out because I was looking for that as well because yeah. um, I think that's also, and it's, I, I would have been very surprised if there would have not been a yeah. bigger Barbie, um, but there was, and obviously there was because women are, I mean, they try to represent everybody, mm-hmm. no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think we should go over to Oppenheimer now. Yes. But before we do, just go see Barbie. Go yeah. see it. It's amazing. It's, a it's really, also hilarious. Really I mean, it's it's not just that, you know, it, that message is very central, but it's hilarious. It's yeah. funny. It is powerful. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's, gr- a, it's just great. Yeah, it's, it's so great good. Movie. It's a very good movie. It's we are in for a treat this this year with movies in the summer. Yeah. Okay, Oppenheimer. We saw Oppenheimer a couple of days later in IMAX format. Yes. Um, sadly, only digital IMAX because we don't have a analog IMAX here in Austria. But yeah, it was still pretty impressive in terms of size and quality. Even though some of the shots were not focused, they were not like they were blurry. Some of the close-ups, which bothered me a little bit. Yeah, only you noticed. But no, not only me. I talked to Dinko and he noticed too. He's also the same thing as you. Yeah. But yeah, Oppenheimer. So Oppenheimer is obviously about, uh, is it Richard Oppenheimer? Robert. Robert. Oh yeah, Robert. J. Robert Oppenheimer. I think Robert J. 
No, it's J. Robert really? actually. Yeah, okay. um, the the inventor of the uh, nuclear bomb, um, and yeah, a pretty big uh, figure in recent history, I would say. Mm-hmm. I mean, he died almost like I think sixty-eight, sixty-nine, something like that. So not that long ago, and he changed the world forever. Uh, some would argue. Yeah. I mean, everybody should argue. I think. Mm. <laughs> Um, and yeah, it's Christopher Nolan. I mean, what else can you say? It's a fucking massive uh, blockbuster movie made by Christopher Nolan, who is arguably one of the biggest and best directors right now yeah. uh, in terms of scale, in terms of what he does. Um, and shot all on IMAX, which is also crazy. That's something uh, people usually don't do because it's so expensive and it's the camera itself is so fucking huge. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and... I just want, I don't want to, I mean, it's a biopic. Uh, you can basically either read the book that's based on or, or just watch a YouTube video and find out what, what he did in his lifetime or what mm-hmm. he didn't do. I don't want to go into that, but I want to just praise quickly the actors, the, yeah, the assemble, amazing. like Killian Murphy just fucking killed it. Brilliant. I watched some interviews with the real Oppenheimer first and th- that guy just nails it. Yeah. He just nails it. The, the everything how he talks how he moves how he uh just his whole persona he turned into oppenheimer and uh, yeah and then robert downey jr mm. uh amazing uh the whole it was really cast. cool to see him in that role because you know and he talked about that in an interview but he's used to even when he's in kind of a more dramatic role he yeah. he's still comedic he's still kind of like the comedic relief a lot where he's yeah, sure. silly and yeah, he's yeah. you know he's which i think that. is very much his personality he very much plays yeah, himself yeah, yeah, yeah. to an extent um but it was really cool to see him in a role that's completely different from what he normally does i mean does. thankfully he looks a little bit different they put a lot of time and effort into his uh looks mm-hmm and uh it takes away a little bit from him because otherwise you would expect it a little bit from him but yeah he he technically plays the antagonist in the movie which is not really true um Mm. it's not really true because it's not revealed until the end kind of and but still the antagonist you think he's a yeah yes and no he's the thing is it's he's not an antagonist that you really hate the thing is, you mm, hate the, the end, yeah. you hate the system behind it mm. because he is part of the system, and you yeah. hate the system, but you don't really hate him. Yeah. So that that's also also already a, a, a bigger beef I have of the movie because <laughs> it. And I thought about it a couple of days now, and and the biggest thing that's missing for me is the emotional aspect of the whole thing. You didn't feel the emotional aspect. Two scenes. Two Wolf, scenes. I felt it like almost the entire time. No, I did not. And I don't know why, but maybe I expected something else, but th- it was very dry and cold. And I get it why it's a biopic. And I get the, the I, I read a little bit about the book that it's based on. The book is a, a just like this happened, this happened, mm-hmm. this happened, done. It's not, it's not about his world, really. It's sure it's his perspective. Mm. It's how he viewed the whole thing, but it's not, it, that's, that's, that's it. I felt, see, I, I feel completely the opposite. I felt the emotion 
almost the the majority of the film like there were moments where it was just okay he's doing this right now or he's working with these students or he's you know working with these people and then you don't feel it as much but the a big portion of the movie takes place in like a not really a trial but a, a hearing let's call it a hearing um I mean, that's this. where he's recalling events of how they happened. And that's basically how the story is told. And yeah. Yeah. it's in those moments, I felt it so much. You feel so much emotion. You feel so much tension. You feel so much frustration with what is happening and how it's happening. Yeah. And that's the fact not what that I'm that shit about. still happens today. That's that, not what I'm talking about. Yeah, but that's the emotion in the movie. Yeah, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the emotional impact of what happened and what he did. That's what I'm talking about. But that's also not what it's about. I know it's not. It's not. But it should be, I think. It should be more because there are two scenes. First of all, the scene that the speech he gives after the, the bomb yeah, dropped. that was amazing. That scene was, to me, that was the best scene in the movie. And then the last minutes. The last minutes... Mm -hmm. When they basically, when when it was revealed what he said to to Einstein, mm -hmm. that that fucking dropped the needle for me, and and th those moments were so rare. And and Chris, if you look back on Christopher Nolan movies, he knows how to fucking um, convey those things. Yeah. He knows how to make even the the smallest little stories or the or the things that you feel like okay there how can you make that uh, emotional he knows how to do that yeah and he didn't do that in that movie and I get I get why because it's a biopic it's about this guy who did that yeah that's all and obviously the aftermath of they fucked him afterwards yeah done that's it the thing is though I feel like this this I typically don't love movies that are that long it's a three-hour movie and i typically don't love movies that are long that long because most of the time there are things that don't need to be in there or that are too long in there that that are just why are they why are they part of this movie it could have mm -hmm. been shorter and had a better effect this movie however along with once upon a time in hollywood those are two movies where every single scene for me is like you need this in the movie you need all of that and it, it, it all feels so relevant yeah. and so perfect to the story that you can't then also add the aspect that you were hoping to have in the movie without making it a four hour long movie. Nah, I, I, I disagree. Because you can't I briefly, you, you, you simply I, can't briefly yeah. talk about the the aftermath yeah. no, of no, no, what I disagree. that really... I, I agree, but I also disagree because I think if you would have made an, a more emotional story than you would have ch needed to change the whole movie. Yeah, but that's not because what he... My point is that's not he, what he was going for. No, no, so I know, if I know. wanted to add that I to know. it, it, yeah, it would I, have to be a completely different movie. No, I, I totally agree. I totally agree. I think, I think, and I looked back on his filmography, I think since, and it's funny because um, I honestly believe that since his brother is not part of of um his movie writing anymore mm -hmm. he t he is is he i think he and his brother were the perfect combination of writing a very uh, like very emotional and 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 uh grounded in 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 human experience movies yeah the inception is the exception yeah. <laughs> funny except uh, inception is the exception to that because he wrote that alone but but all the other movies that are highly praised and that people love are written with jonathan 
And Dunkirk, for example, was also not written with him. He, it was also, and a lot of movie, a lot of people didn't like Dunkirk. I, except, I, for example, liked it. I didn't like it as much as, for example, Interstellar. But yeah, I, the the problem. I think I just went into it uh, with. I knew already. I knew already that it was not a Nolan-esque movie. Um, the only Nolan-esque thing about the whole thing is how it's told and those different storylines and how the, like uh, timelines and how they intervene and how it was just cut together. That's mm -hmm. the only Nolan-esque thing. Other than that, it's a biopic. It's a simple biopic. It's I mean, the scale is insane and how they did things and there's no CG in it, which is fucking, which just yeah. blows my mind. But I think going into the movie, I was, I was expecting more of an emotional impact because mm -hmm. it's, that guy basically changed the world and he he did it with a simple dropping now he didn't drop the bomb but with a simple invention yeah um but and it's not simple because it's a, a weapon of mass destruction i mean it was also extremely complex to <laughs> yeah sure, obviously create, obviously but, but it's it's the one thing and they dropped it and 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 that's it yeah and i i i for that that's the beef i have with the movie i've i wished there would be more of what that what does it mean to the mm -hmm. world because there were two moments. Yeah. It was his perspective, what he, he finally realized what he did. And then at the end, when he when we, when it got released, uh, revealed what he said to Einstein, um, then it basically was like, okay, and this happened then, yeah. or that could happen, something like that along the lines. And that was, that, that was it. And to me, I, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, maybe I'm just super, the thing is, no. I've, I I agree that that would have been, that would have been also really fascinating to have that aspect in it. But I also went in with zero expectations of what it was going to be about and what was going to happen in the movie. And so, for what it was for the story that he told, I think it's a fucking masterpiece. I mean, it is. I, th I thought it was brilliant. I was captivated the entire time watching it. There was not a moment where I was like, I'm bored or I don't want to watch it I anymore. Was. I, but, was. Uh, I, I was so captivated the whole time. But I also love um, anything that like courtroom drama. I love stuff like that or anything that has to do with some sort of trial or hearing. Like, it was I not a really, trial. No, I know. It's hearing though. No, it was a predetermined hearing. It was not it was not even that thrilling to me. I don't know. Not, I'm not saying it was thrilling to watch that, but I was so drawn into it. I'm really drawn into things like that. And I was really, really drawn in the whole time. Uh, I don't know. It's funny because I, I uh, like reading about it and a lot of people braced it and said, oh yeah, it's easily one of uh, Nolan's best movies. I honestly completely disagree. I think it's one of his, not, not worst because he doesn't have a bad movie, but I think it's one of his not, the good it's like not the better ones um and i don't know i'd rather watch interstellar ten thousand more times than i'd watch oppenheimer again it's so I crazy will, i totally disagree i will watch oppenheimer again just to maybe get a different perspective on it but it, like interstellar for example is still for me one of his best movies but it's just the fact and and it's only because the relationship between the father and the daughter that's all there is to me. And that's all I needed in that movie. And that movie was so beautiful because of that. And those scenes, like at the end when they met again and she was old and lying, laying in her deathbed, just thinking about it just makes me emotional, yeah? And, and 
that is the Nolan I know, and that is the Nolan he can be. And then watching Oppenheimer, and I went out of them. It's like, yeah. But you know, you also I feel have nothing. To, you know, I feel nothing. But you also have to. Um, I, it's the same. Okay, I'll make the connection this way. It's the same as when you have like a, a musical artist that you really love, right? And they come out with something and you, you love their music, you adore their music. And then they come out with something that's completely different than what they normally do. And you're like, eh, I don't really like it. But I then it's not for though. you. I think that's different though. It's not different. It's how is it different? It's it, movie d- directors, writers, they're, they're artists just the way that musicians sure. are artists. No, I agree. I agree. And if they want to branch out and do something sure. a little bit different, they still, it still feels like Nolan's style to me. Like it's still, I've still felt that it was his movie, but it did feel very different than his other films. I totally agree. I, I, mean, I agree with that aspect. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think that's maybe, maybe you just need to, I think maybe you went into it with the expectation of it being, this is a Nolan film and I mean, not, sure. this is a film about Oppenheimer. I think, sure. I think maybe that was where the, I don't know, the disconnect was because you're expecting certain things out of a Nolan film. I was film expecting because, to be moved. Yeah. That that was the thing. I was expecting it to be moved. I got the Nolan thing. I got what I want from Nolan, like m- amazing cinematography, the editing, the, the even though the music, I, uh, I'm not a super fan. I just want him to go back to Simmer. But, yeah, but again, that, yeah. that goes back to he wanted a different... Nay, clearly, no, Tenet, Tenet was also good vibe. in terms of music. Tenet was also yeah. good in terms of music. But he clearly wanted a different vibe for this movie and a different... But it he works. Did, he wanted you to hit it hit It totally works. It totally works. It totally works. But he, I, I, I think that uh, Simmer would have gotten maybe more emotional impacts out of the whole thing. I think so. But ju- that's just my, my opinion. But I was... The, the thing that I wanted from it, I, I wanted to be moved in any way or form. And I was not at all. I was a little into in the two scenes that I mentioned, but that's it. And that was too little for me in a movie like that. Like even Asteroid City moved me more. And Asteroid City was a compl- like it's a Wes Anderson movie. It's just beautiful pictures, a fun ensemble, and a fun but he story. He always he always moves. I mean, every movie I, I've seen of his, yeah, I, but it's a very it's moving a, it's a, story. It's still Wes Anderson. Um, it's Wes Anderson, and, and he he does it in a way, you know. I, I don't want to compare this to an actress because they're completely. Too, but Astrid City is also very dry. It's a super dry movie. Yeah. But he had some scenes that moved me. That that that, that completely moved me. And I. But again, I don't think that was the purpose of the film. No, it was not. I think it was. It, it was more not meant obviously to be tense it than was. moving, and I think it achieved that for sure. It was not sure, but uh, yeah, I as a as a. I don't want to call myself a storyteller because it sounds are. so stupid. Yeah, it sounds stupid. I want to say that. But as, as someone who tries to not even remotely do what they do, I, but but tries to also tell stories. I mean, we do that right now, you know. Uh, you want to touch people. You want to at least get to, to some, get them to somehow relate to what's happening or to the character. And then I never got that in any extent because also the movie throws you in, doesn't give you any backstory, anything and anybody. Oh, I liked that about it. I mean, I liked it too because it's not, uh, you need everything, but but the emotional disconnect between you, the, like I couldn't, I didn't give a shit about Oppenheimer in any way or form. And also because, and that that's exactly what I'm saying, you never got really a, a few of his inner world. 
in the in in all the books and and everything that you can read about him, he's like this yeah, humanizer. True, you got you did get glimpses into who yeah, he but was. But glimpses for a, a main character, I think, in a three-hour movie, I've, to it, at least to me, that's not enough. I to I get like an emotional connection that, to. But that I don't person. agree with that because I had a very emotional connection with him, and. I think there wasn't a lot of glimpse into his, like who he was, Not but really, there no. was enough where I felt like, okay, I get who this person is because See, there was a no. lot when he was younger. There was a lot when he was, you know, his, his kind of relationship with Florence, which by the way, can we just say Florence deserves a fucking Oscar, even though she was in the movie for like 15 minutes. Nah, nah, Holy nah, fuck. Nah, not Florence. Uh, Wait, his, is she his carried? Wife. Yeah, she, sure, she was fantastic too, but Wait, I felt uh, like the scenes with Florence were so fucking powerful. Yeah, I don't know. I she th- is a powerhouse. I, I liked her character in the movie. I thought she was a powerhouse. And I, I, also, th- those scenes were very good and probably one of the better ones in the, in the whole in the whole movie. But She just like owns the room I mean, she, she when does. she's on she camera. She does and everything. But Emily Blunt... I, yeah, she I, was phenomenal. She was, I think, the best actress in the whole movie in terms of carrying emotion. She had the, the, the biggest scale of emotions. Yeah. I mean, Robert Downey Jr. was always angry. He was always just angry. And he played it super well. And, he, I mean, the guy just... if he, I hope he gets nominated because he played phenomenal. And Killian Murphy, he just played the one character from start to finish and he did it so fucking well but emily blunt we had the scene where she where she basically had to sit through the the, the hearing, hearing. Oh, and she yeah. got told like martyred again like his, his her, oppenheimer got martyred again for uh sleeping with another woman and she had to hear it again in front of so many people that that was a really good scene and she just fucking nailed that mm. scene and at the end where she tells, mm. where she tells him, or she doesn't shake his hand, and just the 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 close up of of her face. Mm-hmm. Wait, that woman is. She's great. Wait, Emily Blunt, just amazing. Like that woman. I mean, the whole ensemble. There's no bad actor. Matt Damon. I mean, he See, just. But then you oh. did feel more emotion than just the two scenes, because then all of those scenes with Emily Blunt, you felt emotion. I mean, sure, I did. I did, but but. And the thing is, you know, I get I get what the movie is. I get what the movie wants to be, and I get what Nolan wanted. But and I think he achieved it. I t- I totally agree. I totally agree. But I think the movie would have been so much better and would have so much more resonated with people if you would have seen the horrible things they did with the bomb, and not. I mean, I get why they didn't show it because they didn't want to use CG. That was a whole part. I didn't. I don't want to use CG. I don't want to blah blah. And they needed to do that if they would have shown that. But only saying it and not even hearing anything. The only thing you heard was the radio thing. The bomb was dropped, and then the facts. Yeah, so many people died. That many people died. That many people died. That's it. Not yeah. seeing anything, and that for me, I was missing that. I was the. I was missing the impact of what happened. It was just facts 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 yeah and to me that for a movie that scale and that like the message is so important in the movie that was missing that was completely missing because so many people died after and and the impact of even the cold war sure there was glimpses and they were talking about it and they were like and oppenheimer was basically predicting everything that happened afterwards but that's it Mm. and to me that was not enough in terms of 
I don't know. That's just my opinion. But I, the thing is, I, I read a lot of reviews and people who also rate the movie a little lower, not like bad or anything, also share the same opinion. And 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 I talked to Dinko and he said 100%. He walked out of the cinema and said, I was missing the emotional component of the whole story. And yeah, it took me a while to realize what I was missing. Um, but it's still a phenomenal movie. Oh, yeah, it's a masterpiece. And it's funny that like uh, the the uh, Barbenheimer thing, the, the meme that they also carry it and they'll also push it a little bit. It's really cool to see. But I have to say, I would never, ever recommend watching those two movies back to back. No. No. Don't do that. No, 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 no. Only because no, no. it's a fucking meme. Don't fucking do it. It's so that those two movies are so completely opposite. Yeah. And I think if you would watch them back to back, you would hate one of one or the other, or at least I don't think not so, enjoy. But I feel like it's just two; the they're two different, and it would very highly depend on the order that you watch them. Yeah, yeah, nah. Because just don't. if you like, it goes both ways. If you watch Barbie first, you're kind of on this high afterwards. You're right. like, fuck yeah! And then you watch Oppenheimer, and you're a little bit depressed afterwards because it's probably it, it is heavy. It's a heavy movie, and it's also slower. Partly it's black and white. It's yeah. just so different. And then if you watch it the other way around and you watch Oppenheimer first, you're going into this super empowering, crazy, funny movie afterwards with kind of this like feeling of fuck. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I feel like it's not a good combination. No, it's not. It's not. Anyways, I think we should stop now. It's yeah. Long. Yeah. Yeah. Barbenheimer. Um, great movies for the summer um along with mission impossible the new one and ah, was, mission impossible is great. yeah uh, the, we got some great movies this summer um yeah please subscribe if you like what you hear please rate us on apple podcast if you have not done that and if you want to support us more head over to our patreon where joe is still waiting hey joe and that's it watch out for deer